0: Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Let's Talk TriDelta. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mindy Tucker, TriDelta's Vice President of Marketing and Communications. And we sure hope you enjoyed our 100th podcast episode. It was so fun taking a look back at some of our favorite episodes with my co-host Karen. This next episode features a follow-up to our February lead keynote. We're going from lead now to lead always with updates on our diversity audit and a powerful message around the ways in which TriDelta is deepening our commitment to diversity equity, and inclusion, and now accessibility and belonging. During the keynote, which you can also find on the events section of our website at TriDelta.org, we shared findings from our enterprise-wide DEI audit and the research and action plan developed as a result of those findings. The discussion featured our fraternity president, Megan Shaw James, and our consultant, Jade Sampson, who has joined TriDelta's leadership team to help us direct this important work. Following the presentation, our CEO, Karen White, was joined by our executive board directors, Emily Greer and Lenora Aders for a Q&A session. We wanted to bring that Q&A conversation here for you today on our podcast, so you can learn how best to help Tri-Delta's efforts as we look forward to lead always. Here's their conversation.
1: Today, I'm pleased to have Executive Board Directors Emily Greer and Lenora Ayers with us today, virtually, to answer your questions. You've been busy in the chat, which is outstanding. Um, And as you reflect on what you've just heard and seen, please feel free to continue answering any or adding any questions that you'd like answered in the chat today. I want to start with a question that did come through the chat, which was just some clarification on the new letters that we've introduced. Reviewing again for our listeners and our viewers, what D-E-I-A-B stands for. So D, diversity, E, equity, I, inclusion, A, access and accessibility, and B, belonging. The nice thing about some of the resources that we've prepared for you as we lean into LEAD Always is a glossary of terms. So as you go to Tri Delta's website today, tridelta.org, you will find some wonderful resources to help you get up to speed on some of the language we'll be using in Lead Always. So thank you for that good question and the opportunity to clarify. As we continue to collect questions in the chat, I wanted to get us started with a question I've certainly been asked more than a few times, Emily and Lenora, over the last two years as we've stepped into this important work. So for some people, this work has moved entirely too quickly. For others, it's been way... too slow and for others they're wondering if we've been working on this for two whole years why we haven't solved the issue right why haven't we resolved this so lenora let me start with you and um, can we talk a little bit about the nature of this work being transformational for tridelta
2: Yeah, thanks so much, Karen. I think that's a a great question to start off with. You know, we have created this plan in obviously a very inclusive nature. So you heard about our consultant experts, the Culture Shift team. So we have really leveraged their expertise to help us guide that work. The selection of Culture Shift team was actually through a group of uh, collegiate and alumni members along with staff and executive board members. So it's our membership at, at work along with our staff, experts to really select those consultants in addition to really leveraging their expertise we've been informed by our members along the way so we've been able to curate work from across the country what our members both on the collegiate and alumni side are doing to advance DEIAB work and we've listened to our sisters and their lived experiences through those reflective dialogue sessions that Jade talked about and then lastly and something that I can't bold and underscore enough is the passion and support support from the board, not just the executive board, but the tread Out to Housing Board and the Foundation Board to really fuel and accelerate this work in partnership with you, Karen, the leadership team and the staff. And so while it has um, seemed slow to some, it's been with great intentionality and focus. It's been through leverage through experts, as well as our members' voices at the heart of this project and plan. And we're really excited about the place that we're in, the work that's been done, and now how everybody can take a step step towards creating this continued culture change within Tri-Delta and within our world. Thanks,
1: Anora. I think that's perfectly said. And, you know, as I think about today's keynote, we shared a lot of information as we do in Tri-Delta. And I wonder if it might be helpful to just go back and talk a bit about the enterprise audit. And and Emily, as you were part of this work and leaning into the audit findings, right, which did not necessarily come to us as results and recommendations, but critical conversations, strategic conversations, philosophical right conversations the board needed to have that resulted in the identification of just a few key opportunities, three key opportunities for Tridelta. Do you want to talk a little bit about how the audit led to additional work?
3: Sure, sure. I mean, the audit was so
1: important to us wrapping our brains around where we were
3: in that moment. You know, I love, you know, when we say when we know better, we do better, but you have to really focus on the first part of that. You have to know. You have to be rooted in facts and you get those facts from your membership. And we've never asked the kinds of questions that we asked in that audit. And so we were, you know, in some cases, um, in all cases, we were happy to have the information. But in other cases, we had to just stop and reflect on the findings and to realize where we were in that in that moment. And to be able to visualize and, and set goals around where we wanted to be aspirational. And of course, that takes time. That is soul searching. That, takes, um, that took great sisterhood among us on the board and with you and your staff. And it's been a fantastic process. And the process matters. You don't get to where we are today, which I think is excellent, on the first day. Nice. You get through it through iteration and reiteration. And, and we've done that. And so I'm 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 very proud of the audit and the and the results that have come from the audit and the direction we've taken as a result of the audit.
1: Thank you. And and right there were th- there were three things that culture shift team invited our organization to do that That's the right. board you know the board led that work with right. so many volunteers right and it was this opportunity to broaden our focus a bit right to reflect all the work that was going on in Tri Delta right and then this opportunity I mean you said it beautifully Emily we have to know right? Before we can do. And the fact is we didn't know a lot about our members, right? So the Sorry. opportunity to collect that important, you know, information about people's identities, right, to, to know okay. who we're serving, to know how best to serve them, right? So I think those were two important pieces that came out of the audit. And then these opportunities that we have to examine policy and process in Tri-Delta, to really drill down to how changes could actually facilitate greater access, greater equity, greater inclusion, and that sense of belonging that, that's so true to Tri-Delta. It's right? so core to who we are. And so some big things came out of that audit, and it has taken us a minute to communicate those to our membership, but I'm really proud that we're here with you all today to just, to just talk as a sisterhood and a, and a group of women committed to changing the world on some level. Um, so let me, you know, Karen, yeah,
3: I was, I was just going to add, you know, when I think about the three findings, um, what I was really proud of around them is that they focused on how we operate every day yeah. and and not just kind of the top line, which which is important. But of course, when you think about the improving the internal documents and the audits and the policies and procedures, that's those are the things that occur when we're all just going about our day, but but they create a system. And, and that system creates an organization, which creates the culture. So um, you're you're spot on in, in terms of where the audit took us, and and what we hope it will do in terms of our baseline culture at Trident.
1: Thank you for that. And there's there's some good questions in the chat that I think are related directly to some of the work we've just done on the Collegiate Inclusion Climate Survey. And a question around, did this did this data include every chapter, right? We had 115 chapters represented in the data, right? Now, the, the challenge about a climate survey um, is it doesn't deliver one-to-one information. Right. So it doesn't. It's an anonymous survey. Right. So it doesn't necessarily attach the data. To members or a specific chapter, but it certainly did give us an, an opportunity to understand more about Tri-Delta and who we are, who our members are, one in five of our members identifying as non-white, one in six identifying as LBGQ. Those are important things for us to know. And what I would say there is while while we don't yet have the chapter-specific data, we will as we begin operationalizing data collection moving forward is that we do have a sense of how our members are engaging in conversation around their differences, right? Around their identities and their their marginalized identities. So there's a great question in the chat tying to marginalized identities and, and challenges, right? And, and one of those questions is around first generation Students um, and dreamers, those certain undocumented young people who are students right across across our campuses and likely across our chapters as well. So do we want to just talk for a minute about Tridelta's approach to making all women feel included? Lenore, I think this is a great question for you.
2: Yeah, thanks so much, Karen. And and that was obviously some of the findings that came out of our this initial part of our process with the Culture Shift team is really broadening from DEI to A and B, that access and belonging as well, and not just having a singularity of focus when it comes to race and ethnicity, but really looking at all of the dimensions of an individual and that intersectionality of identities as well. And so Karen, to your point, we're still collecting all of that data. So as, as we always say on the board, it's a point in time update. I know we have a big briefing document to read in advance of this weekend, really looking at some of this data from the collegiate uh, survey a little bit deeper and what that is saying to us and then how we create action and change around that. But I think those are all elements of an individual's identity that we are constantly assessing now through this lens of lead always. And we'll continue to improve upon, you know, when we think about, right, the, the ultimate goals and where we want to go um, with lead always and the type of change that we want to create, not only in our chapters, but within Elton and within our communities and world, you know, really now this data and this baseline is going to give us a great place to really judge how we're progressing and how we're doing organizationally as we begin to implement additional educational programming, as we make some of these changes to our policies and programs and practices. And so these are all things that matter to us as part of this process, all of the reflections and dimensions of an individual's identities. And they're things that we are continued to focus on as part of Lead Always and as we're collecting this data and also putting benchmarks and metrics in place for us
0: to measure ourselves upon.
1: Well, you know, we talk a lot about what gets measured gets done right everywhere, but especially in Tridelta. So I think that our willingness, right, and our commitment to measuring ourselves against a set of metrics that admittedly at this point in time, we are still developing to understand exactly how we'll move through this process. I think that's how change gets done over time, right, is continuing to evaluate where we are. That relates to a couple of follow-ups in the question in the chat, a couple of follow-up questions in the chat around follow-up audits, follow-up surveys, right? And so thank you, Gwen and, and Kathy, for raising those questions. There will be an ongoing commitment to surveying our collegians as well as our alumni. So in addition to a collegiate inclusion climate survey that was done at the end of 2021, just this month, we launched an alumni. The Engagement and Inclusion Survey, we are just getting the results from that. So digging in to understand not just where our collegians are, but where all 240,000 tri Alumni are, relatively speaking... With regard to how we move the organization forward. So I need to um, let you know that Lenora and uh, Emily are heading, whether willing, right, to Dallas for an executive board retreat this weekend where they will be digging deeply into the data around this collegiate survey. What we shared with you to this point in this presentation was really some ideas around representation. The, the detail is in the disaggregation for sure. And what we're learning about the things that we can do to create an equitable and inclusive experience for all of our members is fascinating from the data. So I can't wait to share more with all of you and all of our members on the things that we're learning and doing. I will say as we've moved through this process, though, both during the audit and actually leading into the, the inclusion survey with Collegians, the executive board did make a lot of decisions in conjunction with volunteers and staff around policies that would facilitate greater access and equity in our membership. Lenora, can I lean on you to bring a few of those forward, and, and I'll jump in here too, but I think about things like the elimination of the legacy policy.
2: Yeah, there are so many things we're proud of. And like Emily was talking about, we've been wrestling with these big, strategic, meaty, complicated questions. But there's been some quick wins along the way. And that's really been important to us because a lot of these suggestions and ideas not only came from the work and the research and review that culture shift team brought to us, but more importantly, it came from the voices of our members asking us, requesting us to make these changes, to review things. It's come through one-on-one conversations with collegiate chapter officers and the board, with our collegiate advisory panel and our staff members. And so we're really excited. In addition to the chapter uh, level legacy policy being eliminated, we actually were able to go into this academic year, reducing our national fees so that again, increasing accessibility, Increasing costs. In addition, in that same vein, we extended payment plans. So we used to have a cap on the percentage of members that were allowed to be on payment plans within a chapter. And upon review of that, we have extended to where there is no cap on the number of members that can utilize the payment plan structure within Delta. And it's really our officers working with our advisors to make sure we don't have a cash flow issue. But other than that, we want to make sure that everybody that needs to um, have access to a payment plan is a that. Something that I'm particularly excited about that we've been talking about for a while is we were able to introduce a lower cost alternative to our badge. So that's a really big deal because we want to make sure one, that every Trade Alta member feels included and that everybody has a badge that makes them feel like they are a part of our sisterhood and, and makes them proud to wear. But again, in the same light of really trying to decrease costs and make sure everyone can access and at the request of our members, we have been able to implement a really beautiful, nice, lower cost alternative to our badge that a lot of our members have utilized. So that's just a few examples. Um, We have a, a few more quick wins, but some of the things that we're really proud of thanks to our members requesting that we review these. Thanks,
1: Lenora. It's perfect. It's exactly what I was hoping you would share. Another question from the chat. This is from an alumna chapter officer. What can we do as an alumni chapter to help move this work forward and support our sisterhood and lead always? Emily, is this one you'd like to take? I know you have great passion around to alumni.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, Jay did a beautiful job of talking about how this is a journey we have to all be on, right? We've got to include all of our sisters. We've got to include those women who are out there who always wanted to be a Tri Delta sister and be a part of what we are and who we are and take this opportunity to bring them in. We are trying to open the doors and the windows and everything so that uh, they can be a part of our sisterhood. And I think our alumni can come in and help us. Uh, get this work done through this program. LEAD ALWAYS will always be here. We will always be growing and transitioning and evolving. And we need our alumni to come in and to help us evolve this program and take us down this journey because it's different once you are on the other side of, of college. And it's you're a, lo- a long, you're an alumni a lot longer than you are a college student, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's important. It's important how we activate around uh, LEAD ALWAYS. As, as women out there working and raising our family. And so our alumni are critical in helping us do that.
1: And I think Emily too, we need to acknowledge everybody's on this journey Uh, Absolutely. At a different pace, starting from a different place. And I think in in the spirit of sisterhood and steadfastly loving one another, everybody is welcome to step into this work in the way they feel is best for them. They can join the journey no matter where they are, right, in their own journey. We're here for you. Right. I think it's important to know that Tri Delta is moving in this journey and you are welcome to join wherever you are from whichever point and whatever pace feels comfortable for you. But we've said in in our small group, right, Tri Delta, the thing, Tri Delta can't do this work, right? Tri Delta is an assembly of women with shared values. It's that assembly of women that really need to do this work together. We know we're stronger together than we could ever be apart. So it's important that we're aligned and, and patient and granting that, that sense of grace and sisterhood that we all need, right, as we work through this. And
3: Karen, I would add that we need all voices. Yeah. You know, it isn't about us all agreeing and, 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 and you know, skipping down the yellow brick road. This <laughs> is about sharing different perspectives and coming up with a strategy that's reflective of all voices. That's what this is about. Right. And that includes our members who've been with us and who have have taken us to this point. It's the membership's journey. It's not the executive office, it's not yours, it's not the board's, it's the membership's journey and it needs to be reflective of what we choose as members. And, And so we absolutely, we can't do the work without our members, all members.
1: I agree. I agree. So one thing to, to check out um, for your alumni chapter is the alumni action guide. You'll find that on Tridelta.org. Great ideas for engaging your chapter in this work and in the conversations around this work. I have to plug the glossary again. It is a great document that will help us establish some shared language as we walk through this work. So another question from the chat. How has Tridelta helped potential new members and sisters dealing with mental health struggles and friends? That that is a real struggle. We are seeing in the data how many of our collegians are are struggling with mental health issues during, and and good gracious, sort of semi-post-pandemic. I'm not even sure where we are at this point. But how is Tridelta helping our sisters deal with, with mental health struggles and feel a greater sense of belonging and welcomeness in our organization. Lenore, you want to take that one? I know you're extra passionate about this program that we have.
2: Yeah, well, we're really excited because Karen, to your point, we're we're meeting members where they are and delivering them with training, information, support, and tools at a really critical time in their life. And so when we assess, again, our our data of our membership, we are estimating about 40% of our members are dealing with some type of mental health struggle issue or diagnosed condition. And so we've had our program behind Happy Faces, which continues to serve a great need and a great deal of our members. But in 2021, we were really excited to launch a partnership with SOAR, Student Success Program, which provides members and their families With 24 7 support and help in the mental health space. And so we have this combination approach with behind happy faces on the education piece, and then SOAR with kind of the meeting the current need and helping members when they need it most. And so I think it's a really beautiful tag team approach. of educating and assisting our members, all powered and supported by Trineltas Foundation. So I have to give a shout out and a big thanks to the foundation for their support, for which neither of these programs would be possible, but really proud of the, the duality and approach there and how we're meeting members and assisting them through some of the most critical years in their lives.
1: Thank you, Lenore, and thank you for recognizing Tridelta's Foundation and all the donors that support Tridelta's Foundation. We really can't do it without you all. The work we're able to do with your support, it's changing the game, right? We just launched the SOAR program right before the holidays in, in 2021, so we've not even gotten the first sort of report from them on how our members are utilizing the service, other than some absolutely heartwarming, anecdotal emails from members who have sought help and received help through the SOAR program. So we look forward to sharing more about how that program is really serving members you know, as we move forward and just learn a little more. So I'm gonna ask a tough question. Um, Emily, I'm gonna throw this your way. I Hope we can all sort of crowdsource this one and then we'll get back to some really good questions in the chat about recruitment and NPC, the role continuous open bidding may play in our ability to move the needle on representation in Tri-Delta. But before that, for, for those who may ask the tough question about DEI AB being a political issue and why Tri-Delta would be delving into politics, Emily, how would you answer that question? Well, we don't see it as a political issue.
3: We, we see it as the right thing to do at a time when we need to step up and wrap our arms around everyone, all, all of our brothers and sisters who want a voice in this world and who want a voice and try Delta. You know, it is rooted in our values as we've said continuously. And it's taken a great deal of, of courage uh, on everyone's part to say, we want to know better and we want to do better. And it's about being kind alike to all. It's about making this world a better place. Yeah. And, and we've put a flag, you know, we've we put a flag in the ground and said, yes, we're going to make this world a better place. And that's not political. That's the right thing to do. And so it's simple, it's complex, it's it's complex and it's simplicity in some ways.
1: <laughs> yeah. But but
3: you know, that's that's the way we have decided to to address this issue. Uh, And we want to celebrate everyone. We want to celebrate everyone in their uniqueness. And we want to give them a voice. Uh, And when we give them a voice, they add to the richness of Tri Delta and they add to the richness of this world. That's what we've decided. And we we hope that our members will join along and to add their voice to what can be a wonderful journey.
1: Thank you so much. You know, this work, as we've worked through it and worked to this point to, to share it with our members. The work is is anchored in our purpose. There is just no doubt about it. It's inspired by our ritual. You really don't need to go very far from Tri Delta's ritual to get some of the messages that are core to lead always that are show up in the guiding principles. And then it's rooted in our values. So this work is closely linked to Tri Delta. And, you know, in our Humble opinions, you know, less so to current day politics. Lenora, do you want to speak a little on that?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, Karen, when I was really reflecting on the words that you just reiterated that Megan said, talking about our our purpose and our ritual and our values, two things really stand out to me. And that's one, we've already talked about it. But right back in 1888, Sarah and Eleanor coming together saying, let us found a society that shall be kind alike to all. And so kindness in today's world and how we can display being kind alike to all, I think is brought to life through Lead Always. And then in combination with that, you know, really thinking about our ritual. Virtual, right we make a commitment during that service to growth and development and that growth and development is not a journey that occurs just through your four collegiate years if you join as a collegiate member or just in that moment that you make that pledge and that commitment to tridelta to to yourself but it's a lifelong journey of growth and development and so I think by our individual and collective participation and lead always we're committing to our own growth and development to the organization and worlds growth and development and so so through us all saying, stepping in, calling each other in to lead always, we are not only fulfilling our founder's vision of creating that society that's kind of like to all, but we're also fulfilling that promise and pledge we made during our ritual to really continue to live out that journey and growth of growth and development throughout our lifetime.
1: It's beautifully said. So, questions. Thank you, Lenora. Thank you, Emily, for those responses. Questions in the chat about recruitment. A question around how we might bring some resources and effort into recruitment, where there's you know the, the greatest chance to start to diversify representation in Tri Delta, and then a tremendous follow-up question from you know the fabulous Maya McDonald, Canada Delta, in the chat, tied to formal recruitment. So, so let's let's tackle just recruitment generally to start with, and and Lenora, let me let me go to you first. I know we're still working through a lot of the educational pieces here, but our members have a unique opportunity to change the game in recruitment, right? So, talk. We talk a little bit about our members' unique responsibility to select no. future members of Tri Delta in recruitment. Yes, let me put
2: on my previous recruitment specialist, hat. (laughs) one of my favorite volunteer roles in Tri Delta, but I think a few things. So first one I want to speak to when Emily talked about some of the questions that were brought back to us by Culture Shift Team, one of those big meaty strategic questions is how do you create an inclusive membership experience when the process by which you are recruiting members is exclusive? So obviously when we're talking about the recruitment process and especially formal recruitment within MPC, we are talking about a formal restrictive process in which we are trying to bring in different women and and create a value proposition that's appealing to them. So we've talked a lot about the board at at the board level about those competing priorities. And we've talked a lot about the value proposition that Tridelta and our members bring to potential new members during that recruitment process. This is another great thing that we have crowdsourced a lot of amazing ideas from our collegiate members on what things they're already doing as part of that recruitment preparation process that's helping them to think through how to make the recruitment process more inclusive. So for example, we just got an update from Karen and team from one of our members of the collegiate advisory panel that talked about for a portion of their PNMs and members going through recruitment, they actually conduct that outside so that those with differing sensory abilities that would not do well and allowed formal recruitment setting that they can still have a great chance to showcase their best selves and try it out during that recruitment process. So we're getting a lot of great ideas fueled by our collegiate chapters. We're going to combine that with the resources and information and educational elements that are still yet to be developed um, by our staff team and consultants. And then we're going to continue to wrestle with those big questions in how we exist and compete within a space that's exclusive, but really create an inclusive environment to do that. So that's just a little bit of a snippet, I think, of some of the things we've been talking about. Emily, I don't know if you wanted to, to add anything else there.
3: No, well, that's a great summary, but I would also add some of the changes that we've already talked about in terms of the fees and the badges and yep. some of those things yep. create you know, this opportunity for more women to consider Tri-Delta. Or sisterhood, And I think that's important. And, and again, we had to do that first in order to, you know, do this. And that's the importance of the journey. Right. And more of that will happen as we continue down this journey. And I think it will build upon itself if we're all, you know, working together to make this happen.
1: Gosh, I couldn't agree more. The other piece, and this gets a little bit to Maya's question, is how the executive board has supported legislation at the conference level, so at the national panel and at conference level, to keep campus total high, which has ended up giving our chapters the opportunity to do continuous open bidding, the old COB, for those of you that may remember, informal recruitment, if you can sort of walk back in time. Informal recruitment opens pathways for women who are not interested in the formal recruitment process, which is difficult, which is pressure filled, right? So the opportunity for more of our chapters, more than a hundred Tri-Delta chapters last year, based on campus total remaining high based on NPC legislation, really supported by Tridelta. A hundred of our chapters participated in COB and a full 10% of Tridelta's 7,000 plus new members joined our organization last year through continuous open bidding. So it's providing a pathway for more women to get introduced to Tridelta and to, to join our sisterhood. So lots of good things happening on the recruitment front, both for our organization and then really system-wide the National Panhellenic Conference. So, ladies, I have one last question for you, Sister Deltas, Sister Executive Board members, and it's a big one, right? What does success look like here, Lenora?
2: Um, As I take a deep breath, you know, I think that there's so many different things at play and that we're going to continue to look at. Right. So as we establish these baseline metrics and and how we are going to continue to measure our progress, I think that's really important. As we develop our educational programs and launch those, I know our team, our staff team, every single year assesses those through a variety of surveys and other mechanisms to assess and determine success there. You know, continuing to look at our policies and practices and how those can become more inclusive rather than exclusive. I think that there's some good metrics there. But I think overall, besides all of the the facts and the data, which will definitely, like Emily talked about, inform our decision-making at a strategic level, I think it's right. Each of our individual overall journeys, um, as we think about Lead Always and how those collective journeys come together to make an impact within our organization and within the world. So that's kind of like the, gooey part that you can't measure as much, but I look forward to continuing to hear the success of our chapters and our alumni members as everybody partakes on their own individual journey of growth and development.
1: Thank you, Lenora. And Emily, as we were talking yesterday, preparing for this time with our members, we had, we just had a moment as we were envisioning success. I'd love for you to share your wisdom on that front.
3: No, I was just saying that, you know, with all the measures and the accountability, and we absolutely have to have that right now, ultimately, aspirationally, the day that we don't have to talk about this because it just is. When, when a sister says, you guys did what in 2022 yeah. is, is the day that, oh my gosh, I get chills just thinking about it. That's the day the world becomes a much better place. And so ultimately, I think that's what I think about and what I strive for in my life for my kids and my grandkids, uh, that this isn't anything that we have to have great intentionality around. It just is. And so I hope that. I hope that
1: one day. Thank you so much, Emily. So success looks like when this is how Tri-Delta shows up in the world. What an incredible way to spend the afternoon with all of you or the morning for our West Coast friends. Thank you, Emily and Lenora, for your leadership, your authenticity, and especially your commitment to this important work. We are going to look forward to much more to come on the Lead Always front as we head into Collegiate Leadership Conference in April and then off to San Diego for lead and convention in June. And as we shared today, advancing the work of Lead Always will truly take. The support of each and every Tri Delta. So we ask that you scan the QR code at the end of today's session to make your personal commitment to Lead Always.
0: I want to extend a huge thanks and appreciation to Emily and Lenora for being a part of this pivotal conversation and leading us on this important journey for Tri Delta and for each of us individually. You can look forward to much more to come on the Lead Always front as we head into our Collegiate Leadership Conference in April and LEAD and convention in San Diego in June. Be sure to take your own next step in this important work now by signing your personal Lead Always commitment, which will serve as the basis of an individual action plan designed to help you see yourself in the work of Lead Always at Tri-Delta. You can visit the Lead Always section of our website to learn more. As always, don't forget to send us any podcast ideas you'd love to hear about. You can email us at podcast at trideltaeo.org. Please like, subscribe, and rate our podcast. We love those five-star ratings. Thanks for talking TriDelta with us today. Join us next time. Stay safe and bring you.